Welcome to season three of Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast, where I talk about life after divorce with a playful, fresh, out-of-the-box perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, spicy conversations, and tips to happiness. Are you ready to turn your setback into a comeback? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get started on your new beginning. Welcome back to Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast. I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. Can you believe it's season three? It is season three and here we are together again. I have missed you. I have missed you over the summer and I don't know what you're doing right now. Maybe you're on your hot girl walk or your hot guy walk, or maybe you're like me and you're sitting in your yoga pants, cozied up with a cup of tea or a glass of wine. Well, whatever you're doing or wherever you're at, you, my friend, have come to the right place because we are starting fresh. You know, I I love to be playful on my podcast. If you've been listening for some time now, you've learned that about me. And I also really love my out-of-the-box spicy topics like, uh, you know, like solo play and kink after divorce and being a modern-day Mrs. Robinson, which is one of my favorites. I also love to, to talk about dating differently, you know, like dating like a dude, shooting your shot. I actually got some great advice from a listener this summer. She said, you know, Sadie, if you really want to stand a chance and shoot your shot, you got to go to Menards. So file that away. And I still I still love to talk about all these out of the box topics. But this season, you and I, uh, we we're going to add another layer. I know you're so curious. We're going to add the layer of grit. I love the word delicious. I've probably said it three times already, but this season it's going to be grit meets delicious. It's going to be gritalicious. I know. (laughs) You heard it here for the first time. I know you can tell. I'm really excited to be back with you today on the podcast. I'm also really excited about this transition that we're in right now from summer and the hot, steamy weather and the busy weekends with a million plans to the fall season with the crisp, cool air and the kids are back to school. That's one of my favorite parts about fall, kids going back to school. Are you nodding your head? Yes, yes. Transitions though, let's dig a little deeper into that. So transitions, how do you really feel about them? Keep it real with me. I'm on the fence. I realize how in theory transitions are this ideal time where we can reflect and look at our past and think about our journey and and all that we have done to get to where we are today. But I mean, you know, who actually takes the time to do that, right? Who actually sits and thinks, oh, wow, look at this journey. Look at all the trials and tribulations, all the things I had to face in order to get to be me. Well, actually, uh, that was That was actually my summer. That was actually my entire summer reflecting about uh, my life. And God, it was hard. It was hard. It was hard. And that's where, see, that's where the grit theme is coming into play. I'm connecting the dots here. It was like not working out for 10 years (laughs) and then going to the gym every day and like getting my ass kicked. That's what the summer was kind of like for me. And I learned a lot about myself. I'm going to share some of that today and throughout season three here. A little bit of backstory about why I went through this type of summer. So I love relationships, which is why I love being a podcaster because I love, I love connecting with you. It's super fun for me. And two of my best friends of all time moved away far away. And yeah, we can talk and and FaceTime and all that, but it's not the same. Um, My photography mentor, who I love like a dad, he retired and moved away. 
And he's someone who's always, he's had my back for like, you know, 15 years. And then I was in, you know what I'm going to call, I'm just going to call it, you know, a situationship that's kind of a on trend or to say these days. And uh, I got attached to someone who just wasn't available to give to me what I was wanting. So I had to let that go again, you know. That was sad for me. Broke my heart a little bit. Just keeping it very real today in season three. This summer of 2022, uh, it's what I officially will always remember as the summer of my setback. You know, I hadn't had a setback in four years. So it was bound to come and it came this summer. It, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks and that was really hard. So I had all of these layers that caused me to have this huge setback where I had to really look within. I had to really ask myself some hard questions. I had to get comfortable with being by myself in a way that I have not been really by myself in a very long, long time. You know, it was really daunting. It was really exhausting, but it was also really exhilarating. And it was just what I needed because I learned so much about myself, so very much about myself. And I reconnected with myself in a way that that was... Change, it's changed me. It's really changed me. And it made me, it made me wonder about you. And I'm wondering, have you, have you had this experience already? Or maybe, I don't know, maybe are you resisting it a little bit? I mean, I did that for a long time until life just won't let me resist it anymore. But wherever you are, this season is for you. This season is for you. So yes, season three is going to be grittier and we're ready for that, right? I mean, we've had two spicy and delicious and playful seasons together. We're ready to add a little grit together, you and I. I'm feeling it. I know you're feeling it too, right? We're going to enjoy this period of transition together. And I I know transition again, it's like the T word. It's a little stressful, but don't worry because I think I really feel it that that you're going to look back at this season and you're going to love it. You're going to love where it brought you because this season, you and I, we're going to look at your comeback. This summer really reminded me. It showed me that I want to, I want to, I want to be coming back to myself. I don't want to be resisting myself. I want to come back to myself. Are you ready to do the same? That's a yes, right? You just said yes. Okay, we're doing it. We're going to be on this comeback journey together. Yeah, I'm fired up. I've been fired up to have this conversation with you for weeks now. I've been waiting patiently to have this conversation about comebacks with you. And I also, I, you know what I did? I thought, you know, let's add some other friends to this conversation because life after divorce is all about community. So I have invited four inspiring friends that I have met through my podcast, Katie and Vance and Jasmine and Marcus. I asked them a burning question. I asked them, what was the moment that you knew you had come back to yourself? And this is what they had to say. I am Katie Chen. I live in Los Angeles, California. I'm a cookbook author, a caterer, and professional chef. The moment I realized I'd come back to myself after divorce was through karaoke. I had been to karaoke many times, singing duets, singing group songs with friends. And as soon as I left my husband, when I got up there on the stage, it was just me and the audience. I decided to do a solo. I believe it was Borderline by Madonna. And for whatever reason, I felt the chutzpah, the confidence, and the passion to just sing this song by myself. Maybe because my ex-husband never liked this part of me, this karaoke part of me. He felt like I was taking attention away from him. So I just closed my eyes, the song started playing, and I belted it out. And I felt like in that moment, I could be anything. I could do anything. I didn't have to be ashamed for being myself. And I could truly love myself again. 
I knew in this moment, building out this solo, that everything was going to be okay. I felt like my black and white world turned all the colors of the rainbow once again, to not be afraid, to be able to express myself, and that whomever I was in a relationship with once again was going to embrace all the colors of my world. Hey, this is Vance from Charlotte, North Carolina. The moment I knew I'd come back to feeling like myself after divorce. I can't point to a specific moment. The healing happened naturally over time and with a, a self-care routine. Uh, so it's not like I woke up one day and said, I feel like I'm back to myself today. So like I said, it happened over time. I just began to let go of the pain and of the suffering by focusing more on me, uh, my needs and values. Uh, I would say being more present was a really big part of that as well. Uh, I think about some of the traveling that I did too, right? So meeting new people, hearing their stories, learning about different cultures, tasting different foods. Um, so if, if I had to point to one major catalyst, however, that helped me to change, uh, it was an internet radio show I co-hosted called Where is the Love? And this was some years ago. Uh, me and my co-host at the time would get together with other men and women and discuss various relationship topics that involved dating, sex, marriage, how men and women were alike and how we were different. Like, so all of these things helped to open me up more um, and have helped me to help others as well who are going through a similar situation, right? So I'm paying it forward in that respects. And here's the thing. So I never actually came back to feeling like myself. I came back to feeling like someone who'd been transformed in a, in a positive way by the overall experiences. So I like to compare it to the process a caterpillar goes through in order to become that butterfly where it gets rid of the non-essential parts of itself and it, and it only keeps what's necessary for transformation. So that's the whole journey for me. That's what it's been like uh, and it continues to be like. Hello, my name is Jasmine Rice. I am a transformational life coach and an NLP practitioner, and I live in beautiful Denver, Colorado. I married my high school sweetheart. We were together for 23 years, 14 of those we were married, and I have now been divorced coming up on four years. And in the beginning of my divorce, I honestly didn't know if I was going to make it. There were many nights that were filled with way too much wine and an, even a night that I passed out in the bathtub. I woke up choking on water and I pulled myself out of the bathtub and I knew that something needed to change. I just didn't know where to begin. I had grown up with this person. My entire adult life had been with him. And I honestly started to believe that the pain that I was feeling was never going to end. So what was the moment I knew I'd come back to feeling like myself after my divorce? So it was about six months after my divorce was final and someone at work made a funny remark. I honestly don't remember what it was, but it was so funny that I started laughing and I couldn't stop. I started laughing uncontrollably so hard that I was crying. And up to that point, the only tears I had been shedding were from my sadness. And of course, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows from there on out. There were still many challenges that I faced, but it was in that moment that I began the journey of coming back to myself.
Hi, I'm Dr. Marcus White, and I live in the greater Washington, D.C. area as an educator and senior analyst. I realized that I had made a comeback to feeling like my old self after a series of things had occurred uh, after my divorce, such as improving my physical fitness, refocusing my professional goals, which included me going back to school, and becoming a bit more social, all of which helped me to decide how I wanted to unapologetically live the life I had chosen for myself by being my best self every day. Essentially, I had to decide how I wanted the comeback to look and feel because I didn't want to be the person I was before the marriage because I wanted to be better than that guy. I realized I had really made a comeback when I started taking on leadership roles in informal and formal social circles and relationships. I see taking on those leadership roles as a reaction of mine to the newly regained and growing comfort in being my solo self again. And to confidently lead others, I had to be sure-footed in my own life's paths. When you were listening to their comeback stories, did you did you resonate with anyone specifically? Oh, I'd love to know. I, I just I loved all the layers to their stories and and how they found themselves how differently. You know, we're we're all unique in our own journey. And I know for me this summer when I was at my lowest points, what I really allowed myself to do differently is I, I created space to feel my feelings and I just didn't distract myself with a million to-dos. I would talk to myself in ways that were soothing and and gentle and kind. And I also allowed myself to be playful again. I think the last couple of years, I've been so busy just trying to keep everything afloat, you know, between my business and the podcast and my kids and my friends and relationships. I was just feeling burned out. I was feeling burned out by my, by all my doing. And so I allowed myself this summer just to be more, just to be with my feelings, just, just to be by myself more. I spent a lot of quality time with Sadie Marie and got to know myself again in a way that has been really exciting. I also, something that I did this summer that I've learned since divorce, it's part of my comeback story. So I talked to my body. I know I tell her, Oh, you're doing such a good job taking care of me. You're so strong. You're so powerful. And I appreciate my body. You know, we're so critical about ourselves. We're conditioned to be so judgmental, but this summer I just enjoyed being in this body, this beautiful body of mine. But before I I share more uh, tips about navigating this comeback journey, I have to share some of the advice that my friends want to give to you. The advice I'd give to someone who's starting their own comeback journey is this. You really have to become the person that you love. You have to become the person that you would fall in love with again. I know that a lot of my friends that have gone through this journey felt like they lost their identity, felt like they forgot who they are, what music they love, what food they love to eat, the things that they love to do. Rediscover your passion. Take the time to listen to that music you love, eat the foods that you love, cook the foods that you love. Make your life delicious. Be the person that you would fall in love with. You will be a different person after your divorce. Define who you want that person to be. Engage in different activities. Step outside your comfort zone. Uh, Surround yourself with people that will help you to grow and nurture your soul. I think the most important thing for you to do right now is just to focus on self, right? Understand your values. Understand what your long-term goals are. Like, who are you in life? Who are you in love? Just figure that part out. Um, And you can only get that really through exposure, to something and then being able to experience that as well. So 
focus on those things. Give yourself some grace as well, because this journey is not easy. You will have roadblocks, but you're persistent and you will be able to overcome them. I would say give yourself grace. When you are navigating any challenging transition in life, including a divorce, you are going to have bad days and you're going to have good days. Sit in those bad days and reflect, cry, journal, feel your feelings. If you go to bed one night and you planned on doing a morning workout, but your tears kept you up all night, so then you hear the alarm at 6 a.m. and all you want to do is stay in bed, then hit the damn snooze button. It's a part of the process. And it's going to happen that one day you're not going to want to hit that snooze button. Remember that during this journey, you might feel on top of the world one day. And then the next day you might feel like you got hit by a truck and you want to eat a pint of ice cream. And that's okay. There is no fast forward button in life. It's going through those ups and downs that will make you stronger. So don't beat yourself up if you've had a five day streak of no tears. And then on day six, you need to cry. Give yourself grace. It's a process each day. The good and the bad are all a part of your comeback journey. My advice to someone attempting to make a comeback is to manage your expectations by considering if returning to where you were before, whether it be a mindset or your physical being, is a place you really want to be. You have the opportunity to rewrite your life. What would that picture look like now? I had to decide how my comeback may or may not include characteristics of my own self and how I wanted and needed to enhance myself, not for someone else, but for my own self-love and comfort. I would suggest experimenting with new interests and reduce some old favorites to make time for the sprouting new you. I would say don't be afraid to try new things. Be open-minded about your comeback, yet be honest about your new level of acceptance of the evolving new you too. Oh, it was such good advice. I was taking notes. I don't know if you were taking notes. I was taking notes. And I talked about this earlier, but I want to reiterate, you know, the advice that I really want to give today is at least what's really helped me on on my comeback. It's just, again, hanging out with myself. I've never been good at that. I've never been good at that. But I have friends in my in my world who I admire. They are so good at just chilling with themselves. I know that when I when I got divorced, I just felt like I had to do so much, you know, so much had changed. And there are all, all these new things that I wanted to experience. I mean, the honeymoon stage, I love the honeymoon stage. So I was just constantly going. I mean, I traveled so much. I had all my hometown visits, you know, meeting new people. It was so exciting. And I'm so curious. So all of that just dominated my life. And it really, it really prevented me from being content with just myself. So again, this summer, it just helped me to be, I think because I was so sad, I didn't really want to explain my sad to everybody in my life. So it really created, interestingly, my grief created space for me to just take a break and hang out with myself. Not every moment was great. I'm not going to say every moment was great, but it, it got me to really be like, wow, I can hang with myself. Little Lionel Richie didn't hurt, of course, eating some clementines, but it felt good just to be comfortable hanging out with myself. I've actually canceled plans with friends. I love you friends and I'm sorry, but I actually canceled plans with friends. It's something I never do because I just was like, you know what? This is my season to be with me feels good. So I have a burning question for you. I have one of many, but here's my burning question. What would be one word if you're experiencing 
a comeback right now after your divorce, or maybe you've already had that. Maybe you've been divorced longer than I, or maybe you experienced that right away. What would be a word that you would use to describe your comeback? If I had to give one word to describe this whole process from day one after my divorce till this moment right now talking to you, it would be ever-changing, ever-evolving. And I love that. I love the growth that divorce is giving me. One of my favorite quotes is, I'm addicted to bettering myself. And I know that I'm going to have sad moments again. Grief just, you know, grief ebbs and flows, right? It doesn't just stop and go away. But now, after this summer, I have another new skill. And that new skill is I'm much more comfortable being with myself. All right, I want to hear and I'm sure you do too, what my friends have to say, what their one word is to describe their comeback. It would be fearless. I just woke up, had an epiphany about my life. I just felt like if not now, then when? I only have one life. Life is really short. I felt like if I didn't take control fearlessly, I would be stuck in a situation that I wasn't happy about. I feel like if you can wake up every day and do something that makes you feel scared, you feel alive. I felt like if I did not lead a life that I was proud of, I would not be leaving a legacy that I honor, that I learned from my own mother. I felt that because my mother was always afraid to leave my father because she was in an emotionally abusive marriage, I felt that if I repeated the same history, the same trauma passed down from one generation to the next, I wouldn't be doing myself a favor, my children a favor, or any generations to come a favor. We have to feel scared to feel alive. One word to describe my comeback, it would have to be transformation. I was the caterpillar after my divorce who became that butterfly. I'm still evolving, so becoming that butterfly is, is a better way to put it. I deepened my sense of self and got rid of some of those toxic behaviors that had built up over the years and that were holding me back. And I replaced that space with something more positive and, and that was beneficial for my overall growth. I focused on doing things that would help to strengthen me three ways, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Things like practicing mindfulness and, and listening to inspirational messages and reading certain books and, and doing CrossFit. All of that, combination of all of that, uh, helped me to transform and become uh, that better person. I would have to say resilient. Some people are born with the ability to overcome setbacks with relative ease. And I thought I was one of those people. And then I went through a divorce and I thought my whole world was coming to an end. So I had to teach myself how to come back from this challenging setback in my life. And I did that by number one, taking action. No one was going to be able to fix me. It was up to me to start putting in the work. Number two, shifting my mindset with NLP, working on being more optimistic, working on trying to see that glass as half full versus half empty. Number three, staying flexible because let's face it, life rarely goes as planned. Number four, learning from my situation so I didn't repeat patterns. Number five, forgiving myself. And number six, practicing self-care, which in the beginning of a divorce could be something as simple as taking a shower or even brushing your teeth. So I would have to say my one word is resilient.
What's the one word I would use to describe my comeback? Audacity. Audacity means the willingness to take bold risk. I had to be okay with appearing rude, selfish, or even arrogant at times in order to make the sometimes unpopular yet very necessary and forward movements to secure the future I planned for myself. Yeah, I would say the one word to describe my comeback would be audacity. Wow, that one word. That was so fun. I loved hearing what their one word was. Well, we're going to have so many inspiring conversations. I have an incredible lineup of guests with so many different stories. I have a guest who's going to be talking about coming out after divorce. I have uh, another uh, group of guests that talk about creating what I call a divorce sorority. Very playful and fun. Another couple of guests are talking about their open relationship after divorce. And I have a guest who's talking about the importance of quitting something after divorce, not just a marriage, but you know, it's hard to quit things. I'm working on that. I'm going to be a better quitter by the end of season three. And speaking of quitting marriages, I have a guest who actually remarried her ex-husband. I know that's a very spicy conversation. And of course, Sadie's tips to happiness is still going to be part of the podcast. I love that segment, but because I also, you know, love a theme, I'm actually going to focus on tips to your comeback. So every week when you listen into the podcast, you're going to get a new comeback tip. I know we're going to actually start that next week. So be sure to listen in. But today I thought it would be kind of playful to ask my friends one last burning question. And that was this, I asked them, what was their guilty pleasure? You know, what did they kind of, you know, treat themselves to that gave them some support during their own comeback journey? And you're going to love these answers. And I'm sure you're going to be inspired to maybe do some of these things for yourself as well. My guilty pleasure during my comeback journey has to do with being messy. My ex-husband was extremely anal, organized, type A, and I am not like that. I'm messy. I'm creative. So my guilty pleasure during my comeback was to stay in bed till noon. I ate pizza in my bed. I came home from going out. I took off all my clothes and there was a trail of clothes (laughs) from my door to my bed. I just relished being me. I relished doing the things that made me happy. I relished finally, once again, leading a beautiful and messy life. It had to be dancing. It was dancing. Like I enjoyed going to different events and just dancing, like especially, especially to that 90s era hip hop and R&B. Yeah. Yeah. Rarely could I find anyone who could keep up with me on the dance floor. So they'd either tap out around a six or seven song. Some could go eight, nine, depends. But me, I just kept it going. So whenever they would stop, I just keep going. I keep going. So it was um, me enjoying the moments and being more present. So that that was my uh, yeah, that was my guilty pleasure. I don't even call it guilty. I yeah, that was that was a good pleasure. <laughs> Honestly. I didn't feel guilty, so I would have to say my non-guilty pleasure. Honestly, I had two of them. One of them is kind of silly. The first one was eating eggs for dinner. My ex-husband hated eggs and I didn't often cook them because he would complain about the smell. So I ate a lot of eggs in the beginning of my divorce and I would often have breakfast for dinner. My second was getting dressed up and going out to dinner by myself. Not to try to find a date or hook up with somebody, but I wanted to feel pretty and go have a nice meal alone. 
And I still do this. I have gotten very comfortable dating myself. <laughs> a guilty pleasure that I've enjoyed during my comeback journey. Uh, while I really enjoy sailing and have a sailboat docked on the marina on the Potomac River. It's really a silly yet guilty pleasure I've exercised during my comeback and still enjoy to this day is hanging out, no pun intended, at the marina and its shops in only my Speedos and a neckerchief. Much to the dismay of my adult children, yet to the sheer giggling delight of their friends that often join us on the river. I do it partly because I can, um, it irritates my kids, and because I enjoy the freedom. Not necessarily in that order, yet it's still a pleasure and I enjoy it. Okay, that was that was like the perfect way to end this first episode of season three. Thank you for those visuals. Thank you for the inspiration to my friends, Katie, Vance, Jasmine, and Marcus. And now I have to, I have to brag about them a little bit because they're all so incredible. Katie Chen, she is not only the queen of karaoke, she is also an award-winning cookbook author. She's a celebrity chef, and she is writing this really delicious one-woman show called Holy Shiitake. A walk star is born. I know, that sounds <laughs> that sounds fun. It's opening on May 19th of 2023 in my hometown of Minneapolis. So let's go together. That'll be a hoot. Then there's my friend Vance Taylor. He is not only killing it on the dance floor, he's also crushing it as a certified life coach. He's the owner of Advance to Grow. And he's also the co-founder of a podcast called Between Love and Hate. And then there's my lovely friend, Jasmine Rice, who she's not only the mistress of solo dates, she's also a very passionate life coach who wants to empower women after divorce. And she is hosting also an amazing event called Rise Up Women Empowering Women. It's being held in Denver, Colorado on Saturday, October 15th of this year. You can also attend it virtually. And then there's my buddy, Marcus White. He not only knows how to rock a thong. Hello. He's also also an educator, a consultant, and a national speaker. And I have put all of this information in the show notes along with their social media handles and their websites so that you can learn more about their incredible talents and their coaching and their businesses. So definitely check out the show notes and follow them on social media and be part of their communities as well. It has been so delicious and inspiring to connect with you today. I just knew it would be. And I am so excited for our comeback journey together this season. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and be sure to subscribe, rate, and of course, review the podcast. And I want you to be part of this life after divorce community by following me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and TikTok at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Be sure to also visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net to download Sadie's eight tips to happiness. You'll also find all of my podcast episodes on my website as well. If you've found value in my podcast, consider being an official sponsor. Email contact at divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about this tasty opportunity. And speaking of tasty, you can also buy me a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit buymeacoffee backslash Sadie Marie, and you can buy me a cup or two, and I thank you for your support. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I look forward to seeing you next week for another round of content created to kickstart your comeback. <music>